With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. I got it up right here. I got a. I got. I got it on the Amazon. The book you need to be reading right now. It's called Virtue Bombs: How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul by my good friend Christian Toto. He is alongside. Hi, sir. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again. I understand that you have decided to completely commit. Uh, career suicide and be one of the panelists on the wildest hour of radio in Denver this Friday from 3 to 4 on the uh, Twisted View here on the Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway. Are you sure you want to go through with that? Yes, I'm sure. And what okay. career? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, I got to, I got to, you know, we've had a couple conversations about a lot of what's been going on, but I think your book comes at a time that it that people's heads are spinning right now um and and specifically with let, let's let's zoom in on like joe rogan for instance the podcaster the comedian the ufc commentator who stumbled into the biggest podcast in the history of podcasts by simply having interesting conversations with interesting people and asking interesting questions um, the guy is not politically correct by any way, shape, or form. I also don't think there's any way you could come to the conclusion that he's a racist unless all you do is listen to a mishmash of out-of-context comments that was put together by a super PAC political hit job uh, to try to make it look as though he was racist. He's since apologized for having used the term that he used, even though it was taken out of context, and appears to be moving on. Let's hope that that's the case. Um, but we saw so many different standards applied to people through this whole process that it, it's it's almost unbelievable. Yeah, well, listen, that's what's important about this whole situation with Rogan and elsewhere. It is not about making the world a better place. It is not a bit being more kind and more gentle through minority groups. It is about power, period. If the woke mob really cared about all those things, they would be canceling Howard Stern. They'd be canceling Jimmy Kimmel. They'd be canceling Alec Baldwin. They'd be canceling Bette Midler. They're not. They pick and choose their targets with very, very, with a real specificity. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why they're going after Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan is powerful, and he asks questions, and he challenges the narrative, and he makes us think that is not really acceptable in this day and age, and that's why he's under attack. In a lot of ways, is the woke mob's power on us? Because, for instance, you know, I was talking about the economics and the crime wave last hour, and I was talking about how, you know, if the governor is allowed to um, spin the way he wants to in the media, he gets to rebrand himself now as the affordability governor when he was on the other side of affordability for so long. And in a lot of ways, we don't, 
have the curiosity that a guy like Joe Rogan does to really dive into issues and go, why or how come or what changed from before? Like we as consumers of information often don't have time because we do everything in five second snippets to really ask those questions. It's almost as if social media and big tech in a way have almost taken away our curiosity because we don't have time to be curious anymore. We have to go on to the next uh, sexy chick on TikTok, or we have to go on to the next hilarious meme on Instagram or the next anger-inducing post on Facebook or Twitter. And so we lose that curiosity, and we lose that sense that the people on the other ends of these posts are actually human beings. Well, I agree to an extent, but I, I want to I defend uh, people because I think we really rely on the news media to do that heavy lifting for us, to kind of go through the fact and fiction, to hold politicians on both sides of the aisle accountable, they no longer do that. So if you're a mom and you've got three kids and you've got a job and you're trying to make ends meet and you're trying to do all the things that moms do or dads do, you don't often have the time to really drill down into the media and to find out the truth and to kind of compare different news sources to find the information you need. You're just too busy. So I think you know you and I do that because it's, it's our business. So I, I think that's part of the problem as well. But also we do have some power, but I don't have power over a corporation willing to cancel someone for because they broke the yeah. woke bylaws. That's that's what, out of our power, and that's yeah. where it gets tricky. I agree. Um, and in a lot of ways, um, kind of going back to that, you know, the, there's there's an interesting role. Like, okay, for instance, I'm watching this story that's unfolding which is just stunning that the uh, Clinton campaign paid people to spy on not only a presidential candidate who was running against her, but then became the president of the United States and to continue to spy. This is bigger by magnitudes than Watergate ever dreamt of being. It is quite possibly the whole Russiagate scandal and the corruption of the justice system in working in league with a political candidate is the amount of essentially a soft coup. It is the biggest political scandal in American history besides the Civil War. And yet I'm watching the media literally ignore it. And I guess what you're saying is, look, it's not everyday Americans who have lives to live, jobs to do, children to raise, to do the job that the media is held up as supposedly doing, right? Like we count on journalists to tell us the truth right, left, or middle of the road about what's happening, and yet we we have literally excuse stories or we have Twitter banning stories about Hunter Biden's laptop and so on and so forth, all of it one-sided, leaving people with this sort of skewed view of what's happening in the world, and that lies directly at the feet of the media. We now know that there there is no story big enough that they won't cover if it doesn't fit their narrative or their preferences. We now know it for a fact. Yeah. We're seeing this happen in real time. And for a while, I wondered about that. I thought, gosh, because the media today is much more corrupt than it was three years ago or even two years ago. Sure. I thought, well, what, what wouldn't they cover up? What would they hide? What would they ignore? Now we know anything that they don't like. It's amazing. The trick, the, the real trick, in a cultural point of view, and this is, I think, the most critical lesson today or, or element today, is that we need fair-minded people who are both either independent or left-leaning to see this, to see what's going on, to expose them to this and have them process it in a fair and rational way. Until that happens, the media will keep being as corrupt and broken as it is, period. 
Until that happens, we're, 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 not, we're not even a functioning system because how can you function when a story of this magnitude is basically a non-story? That is frightening. It is. And, and you, you make a really good point. We're talking with Christian Toto, author of Virtue Bombs. You see him on the Daily Wire. You see him on uh, the New York Post, on USA Today. He's been all over the place. Um, but his book is out, and you can get it at Amazon right now. And it's an awesome read. And it's called Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul. I want to I zoom in on something you said there about people on the left coming forward, left of good conscience. Um, they are there, and I believe that's happening. You know, we've seen some interesting pieces about people in, say, uh, California, specifically in the Bay Area, as well as in Northern Virginia, very big liberal strongholds, uh, where these parents have come forward and said, look, I've had enough. They're taking big risks. They're running afoul of their friends that buy into that leftist group think, and they're standing up for their right to be parents. And I think a perfect example of that is uh, uh, Jennifer Say. We were trying to get on the program here. She now lives in Denver. She was the brand manager, the brand president for Levi's. She was in line to be the CEO. Talk about a powerful woman. She's not a powerful woman because of the job she almost got. She's a powerful woman because she walked away from the job she could have had because of her principles, and that was that Levi's was essentially, and she wrote a piece in Barry Weiss's Substack, she basically said, look, you know, they said you can have the CEO job if you just stop clamoring for your children's rights. And she said no, and she turned down a million-dollar severance in order to be able to speak her mind, and now she's doing it. And I don't have any, I don't harbor any belief that she's gone, like, to the right politically. She just believes in the fundamental right of a parent to stand up for her kids and in what she believes and if the more that that happens, the more hope I think we have for America, don't you think? Every American should read that story. I read it yeah. earlier today, and I was I'm still rocked by it. I, I guess I, I guess I'm not. I mean, this is this is this is America in 2022. It is scary. It is frightening. It is not American. But this is this this is the status quo. How could you read her story and not be moved and outraged? But I right. suspect that uh, some of my liberal friends who are kind of deep in the cocoon of the left and, you know, read CNN and watch MSNBC and read the New York Times, I think and I fear that they would read that story and just tisk tisk it away or say she's lying or say she's wrong. That's what really scares me because I don't give a darn how she votes and I don't care what, you know, who she's going to pull the lever for in 2022 or 2024. Don't care. That is a shocking story. She's got all the bravery in the world for standing up, and she needs to be heard. And the fact that people can discount that is, I, I just, that's my, that's my fear, that, we, that we're too far gone, that the brainwashing has been so complete that even a heartfelt story like that may not be able to crack through. Here's the, here's the scary part of that story, though. Not, not even the part that she stood up for what she believed in, although I highly admire her for that. The scary part is, I think, something bigger. Let me say this, and I and I think you'll res I think this will resonate with you, but I'd love to get your thoughts on it. But let me make a statement here: the left, per se, meaning people on the left or people who are Democrats or whatever, they're not my enemy. Statism and authoritarianism is my enemy, and what what she her story is an example of, and we're seeing this in Canada with the trucker protests as well, where you have banks that are seizing funds that have been donated to a cause, where here in America we have literally a company that says you get in line with what the government says about the vaccine or else this is a corporate melding with government 
creating a big tech, big business, big government oligopoly that that is what we are arrayed against in fighting for freedom today. So, again, I don't care what your politics are. You vote left. You vote right. You vote in the middle of the road. You're not my enemy just because we disagree on the size of government. You're not my enemy just because you think we should spend more money on something. The enemy is authoritarianism. And the, the, the way it is arrayed against us is the mainstream media, big tech, big business, big pharma, and big government. Do you disagree? No, I completely agree. I mean, you know, I spend a lot of my time championing people in the arts who will probably never vote the way I vote. And I think about Ricky Gervais, people like that, John Cleese. Uh, you know, I have friends in the film community, Chris Gore, who runs Film Threat, Sasha Stone, who, who runs Awards Daily. Uh, these are people who are, are left of center, but they have seen the light. They've been red-pilled. They understand the big stakes going on. And they're fighting as hard as I'm fighting for what you're talking about. I don't care about the minimum wage at this point, whether it's higher or lower. Those are important discussions. I'm not dismissing that. But we've got a bigger fight here. If you can't recognize that, I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. By by the way, um, when you say red-pilled, you don't mean made into conservative. You mean enlightened. You mean open their eyes to what's happening behind the scenes here. I I spend most of my time on Twitter sharing Glenn Greenwald and yeah. Matt Taibbi's <laughs> posts. Those are two, uh, Matt Taibbi's very left of center. Yes. Glenn is is less so, but certainly a left of center individual. I don't care. They keep right. making sense. They keep doing hard uh, report er, reporting that needs to be shared. They keep investigating things. They keep speaking the truth. I'm going to share them until my until my fingers stop working on, on on social media. It's important stuff, and God bless them. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important to recognize. Like this is, I think, what what's wrong with like the whole red side, blue side, you know, team aspect of politics. When we retreat to our team, to our tribe, so to speak, we get lost in this. Well, we're going to overlook the uh, blemishes on our team because our team winning is what's good for everybody. And that's that's what happens when you have only two choices. And that's what happens when everybody's either red or blue. And we lose sight of the truth, right? Um, back in the day when journalism was journalism, it was always left-leaning. Journalism going all the way back to the beginning of the United States. The, the, you know, journalism was always anti-establishment. It was on purpose. It has to be. It almost has to be anti-establishment. But somewhere along the way, it's gotten taken in by the establishment and it's now just anti one side of the establishment right so it's like that's where red team blue team everybody like retreats to fox news or retreats to cnn and the truth gets lost because no one's asking the right questions i mean there are people asking the right questions it's just not being put out to the masses so to speak i've been following russell brand who used to be very left of center a socialist essentially i don't quite know what his politics are now on those issues but he has been a fascinating figure in the last few months and, and in the last few days. I just wrote about him comparing him to Joe Rogan, thinking that he may get attacked next like Joe Rogan. Right. He is not left or right. He's cutting through the traditional labels. He's speaking the truth. He's asking tough questions. And you know what the best part about Russell Brand is right now? He's doing it with a wink and a smile and joy in his heart. He opens yep. Happy up his podcast on YouTube. Happy Warrior. I use that exact yep. phrase in my story today. He, he, he praises his followers when he first opens up his, his, his shtick. Uh, it's, it's fun to watch. It's invigorating. It's thoughtful. 
Is he right about every issue? Does he have all the facts? No, but you know what? It's up to me and you to figure out what is the exact fact and to do our homework, especially when yep. it comes to like something like COVID. You know, I've got a family here. I'm going to you know, absorb as much info as I can and make the best calls for me and my family, and that's what everyone should do. I don't, I don't say, well, Joe Rogan said this, so I must follow his lead. But Joe Rogan asked some questions and raises some interesting points, and I'm an adult. I can process that information, and right. I can juggle the fact that he's a comedian. And then maybe he's wrong or maybe he's missing something. But, you know, to silence him is ridiculous. And by the way, if you want to silence Joe Rogan and you don't say a a word about the insane misinformation on The View, Mm -hmm. then you're a liar. Yeah, uh, totally. A hundred percent. Listen, I I love having you on. I can't wait till Friday. Friday is going to be epic when you're part of Twisted View. At three o'clock, so brace yourself. That's going to be a blast. Um, your book is called "Virtue Bombs: How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul." Guys, if you're not reading this right now, you're missing out. It is a tremendous uh, piece of work. I know we've got about a minute here. Um, what inspired you to write this? I was asked to write a book by a publisher, and then I thought, well, "What would I write about?" And then it came to me like in a nanosecond. Of course, it's what I cover every single day. <laughs> Woke Hollywood. It, it is the inter, it is interrupting the flow of creativity. It is silencing voices. It is making comedians afraid of their own shadow. It is, it is wrong on so many levels. And what happens in Hollywood doesn't stay in Hollywood. It's 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 it's, yeah. it's leaking out across the culture, and that's important. Not just the actors behaving badly or virtue signaling. This impacts all of us. Trust me, it does. And the book shares exactly why. I don't think there's anyone more qualified to write about this than you. Christian Toto, Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke, Lost Its Soul. We'll see you on Friday for Twisted View. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Can't wait. All right. Uh, When we continue, there is a ray of hope. A nine-year-old won some freedom. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, 630K How Denver's talk station. I am Leland Conway. Uh, we'll get to some texts here in just a minute. Uh, it was just brought to my attention. I somehow missed this. I think I, I think I turned my Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez monitor off because I just couldn't, I couldn't handle the juvenile drivel that comes out of her mouth so often. But she might be the dumbest member of Congress. I mean, right up there with Hank Johnson, who thought that Guam was going to tip over because there were too many U.S. Marines on it. Um, but she apparently yesterday said that it was the child tax credit ending that caused the crime surge she then called congress a blank show a poop show that part i don't disagree with congress is a poop show 100 percent um and by the way i'm not a fan of the child tax credit what what did you say Leland? no i'm not a fan of it i don't have kids you didn't give me any money back how come you get money back? Just because you choose to have a rug rat, I don't get any money back? Are you kidding me? Why should I pay Why should I pay more in taxes because you have a rug rat? 
because you have a fat little rug rat running around asking for hot dogs and cheeseburgers and Happy Meals. Somehow or another, I'm supposed to pay a higher tax burden because I didn't choose to do that? Hey, you choose to have kids, God bless you. It's the best thing in the world for us. We don't, we, don't, we don't further society if we don't have families. God bless families. I love families. One of the problems with America's moral loss of, like, total moral compass is because we destroyed the family unit. We hate families. We shouldn't hate families. We should love families. A mother, a father, children, all should be a thing. The nuclear family, it's a good thing, even though now it's racist, whatever. We should have a nuclear family, but we should not pay you to have a nuclear family. We should not pay you to have any kind of family. That's on you, not me. But anyway, she uh, blames it on, which is like, what? What are you talking about? It's not because of the child tax credit went away. Like all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, people didn't get like $10,000 from the government. So they're all going to go out and start robbing Gucci stores now. Really? What kind of idiot? She's an idiot. I'm sorry. And the people that elected her are just as stupid. Sorry, we get the we get the leadership we deserve. We get the leadership we deserve. But she is right that Congress is a poop show. All right, where was I going? Oh, yes. So I want to go back to uh, King Paulus, governor, the rent is too damn high. You remember him? Jimmy McMillan ran for uh, mayor of New York or governor of New York. It was governor of New York. He was running for governor of New York. The rent is too damn high. This is the rebranding that King Paulus is now trying to uh, put in place. He's the affordability governor. And I'm going back to the Fox News interview from this weekend. Now, there's a very specific reason why King Polis is going on Fox News. He is fighting for his political life. And he is now trying to establish a firm flagpole in the middle. Because that is that is the only way he can get those massive undecideds in Colorado. And right now, the undecideds are kind of rethinking voting to the left. Colorado has way more undecideds, or no, I don't want to say undecideds, unaffiliateds. Colorado has way more unaffiliateds than it does Democrats or Republicans. In fact, I think if I saw the numbers right, there's more unaffiliateds than there are combined Republicans and Democrats. So there's this big swath of people in Colorado that are just like, well, we're not going to get on any team. We're just going to hang out here. Y'all sell us. That's good. It's one of the things I like about Colorado because I'm one of those people. I'm not Republican or Democrat. I am a liberty-loving a libertarian leaning i don't know independent i don't really have a party i don't really have a box you can put me in i guess you could put me in the don't tread on me box don't tread on me and i won't tread on you i have a deep abiding distrust of government and an overarching love respect for desire for willingness to fight tooth and nail for freedom and liberty for everybody that's me politically. Anyway, side note. So Polis is trying to stake out that flag in the middle ground. So he goes on Fox News because that's like kind of like, uh, well, maybe there might be some Republicans in there that are undecided. And he talks, he's talking about the inflation. And what uh, Fox News brought up to him was, dude, you all, you all have more inflation, You're like higher than most other states in America. The inflation in Colorado is out of control. And so he had an answer for that. So your state is suffering from one of the highest inflation rates in the nation, sir. By the way, Sandra Smith, that's how you do journalism. Like, <laughs> nice to see you, Governor. Here's a really hard question. I love it. So your state is suffering from one of the highest inflation rates in the nation, sir. Is the president? 
On this issue, or is there more to these high prices consumers are paying? I mean, it's hard to say he doesn't get part of it right. Clearly, the supply chain issues, uh, both with trucking and international trade, are part of the cause. There's other causes, too. But By the way, those supply chain issues caused and reverberating because of the unnecessary shutdowns, which early on, this guy championed. Remember, you're a selfish bastard. I think the response needs to be that we, we hear people and we're reducing fees and costs to save <laughs> people money where we can. I was thrilled to see Senator Kelly and Senator Hassan at the national level put forward a bill to suspend the national gas tax. That saves people 18 cents a gallon. Okay, they drove, they drove the price of gas up more than 100%. They drove the price of gas up by over a dollar. Here's the quarter. Here's the quarter. We're your buddy. We're trying to do a similar thing here in Colorado to avoid a two cent a gallon fee. Oh my God. Two cents. The affordability governor, ladies and gentlemen, about to save you two pennies on gas, <laughs> as well as trying to cut fees on a lot of other services that people people need. <laughs> When's the last time you uh, even saw two pennies? No, I, I mean that. I mean, like, when's the last time you used an actual dollar bill? When's the last time you saw what two pennies actually looks like? I just, I'm just, I, lowering fees? Every time I turn around, there's a new fee. Every time I turn around, there's a new tax. Deceitfully labeled a fee. And he went on to talk about cutting regulation and fee or registration and fees. You bring up the gas tax, and this is really interesting. So to bring some relief at the local level there in your state, sir, you've suggested delaying a new gas tax. This is just months after you signed it into law. Is that an admission that that was a bad idea in the first place? God, I love this lady. <laughs> oh, he's trying to rebrand. Come on, Sandra Smith. Can't you see he's trying to rebrand himself as the affordability governor? Why are you bringing up these inconvenient facts? I mean, he advocated for these fees. So what that means is he's only going to put them off until after he's re-elected. Well, now's not the time to increase the, the, the gas tax. Now is not the time. The time is after I'm re-elected. Well, now's not the time to increase the, the, the gas tax. In fact, what we fought for in that bill was actually lowering the gas tax. What we got in that bill was lowering vehicle registration fees in Colorado by $11.50. So, okay. So, <laughs> I, I, I got to pay. Hold on. They just raised registration of your car if you want to keep your old plates. So, it's like, dude, every time you take one fee away, you offset it with another fee being added on. This is so disingenuous. Well, now's not the time to increase the, the, the gas tax. In fact, what we fought for in that bill was actually lowering the gas tax. What we got in that bill was lowering vehicle registration fees in Colorado by $11.50. We want to continue that reduction of $11.50 in vehicle registration fees. And, of course, we've always been supportive of cutting the gas tax. No, 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 no. no. All right. Here's the deal. Shiny thing in his hand. Don't look at it. No, I'm, I'm serious. There's a shiny thing in his hand. Don't look at it. He's going on Fox News, and he's showing you the shiny thing. He's like, look at this shiny thing. Shiny thing. Don't look at it. He ran the energy sector out of the state of Colorado. He sides with Biden on running us away from energy 
independence. That's the real problem. Two cents, 18 cents, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when it's $1.50 more per gallon than it was a year ago. Okay? A little over a year ago, it was $1.50 per gallon cheaper than it is right now. A little over a year ago, in most states, not ours, but in most states, you could still get dollar, you could still get gas for less than $2 a gallon. The President of the United States, Joe, I don't know what room I'm in, McHare Sniffer Biden, his first act in office was to do something that this governor, the affordability governor, who wants to save you two cents per gallon, fully supports, and that is to kill our energy independence. And he has done what he can, along with his friends in the legislature, to make it almost impossible for Colorado to get one of its best resources that could lift the economy of our state out of the doldrums, and that is our energy access. We could be part of the energy independent solution for America, and we could do it while still trying to clean up the environment. The big problem here is not the shiny thing in his hand. The shiny thing in his hand is he's rubbing two pennies together trying to make you think he cares about your budget. When in reality, the policies he put in place are all designed to micromanage how you move around and whether or not you have access to cheap, affordable energy to run your business, to live your life, to go to work, to do the things you need to do to get by. Don't buy it. 630K Hal. I am Leland Conway. All right, 630K, How Denver's talk station. There's hope. There's hope. We can complain. We can do all that kind of stuff. There's two things I'm going to tell you about fighting for liberty, okay? There's two things that will save this country, and it's if everybody listening to me and then everybody that's listening to me tells somebody that they know, that tells somebody that they know, that tells somebody that they know, and that tells somebody that they know. These two things. It doesn't matter whether you're right or left. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. I don't care if you're middle of the road or libertarian. I don't care. These two things will save America. One, curiosity. Let's get our sense of curiosity back. Wonder why and ask why. And two, a relentless pursuit of truth. Not talking points. Not the truth that will help if obfuscated correctly or framed rightly or spun correctly will help your side, your team, but the actual unmitigated, unvarnished, real truth. That's easier said than done. Because even I want to be affirmed in what I believe. And it's hard when you are not affirmed when you start digging for the truth. When you start digging for the truth and you find that you might be wrong about somebody or wrong about something or wrong about a policy, that is hard. But the two things that will save America are curiosity, legitimate curiosity, and a relentless pursuit of the truth wherever that may lead. And... The youth, a nine-year-old boy in California, has established a bulwark of freedom in the, the communist state. Check this story out. According to People.com, a nine-year-old California boy successfully helped lead a protest to return chocolate milk to his school. After teacher Emily Doss had her class read a story about a girl successfully petitioning her school for strawberry milk, Jordan Reed got an idea. Strawberry milk. Strawberry milk is okay. But chocolate milk is the bomb. 
Chocolate milk was a popular item at his school, but it was pooled from the menu over a sugar content. Last Friday, after organizing his classmates, they left class to stage a protest over the drink. Not only that, but they laid out a strong argument that milk consumption dropped after chocolate milk was off the menu. The district has now agreed to give them a tiny little bit of their freedom back, just a tiny little bit. They will serve chocolate milk once a week. When I was in elementary school in first grade, I was poor, and the white milk was free, but the chocolate milk was a quarter. And I hated it that I almost never had a quarter for the chocolate milk. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't eat much sugar and I don't eat much junk food, but a chocolate milk is about the best thing. I I can't even, oh my God, I love chocolate milk. It's like the best. It's so good. And I remember I would feel so awesome. And I actually felt left out because when I was a kid, all my friends, they all had quarters. What do you think they got? They got the chocolate milk. And I couldn't afford it. And it showed that I couldn't afford it to all my friends. It was embarrassing. So now whenever I come across a really good chocolate milk, I buy it because I can afford it now. It drove me. Ambition. Work ethic. Now I can afford chocolate milk. But I remember those days, and I remember those few times when my mom would say, here's a quarter, and I would be able to take that. I remember a couple times when the bully beat me up for my quarter, too. Yeah. But those days I was able to escape the bully, keep my quarter until 1 o'clock snack time, and I got that fresh, ice-cold carton of chocolate milk. God, that was the taste of freedom. God bless this kid, Jordan Reed. Dan Kaplis is coming up next. Tomorrow on the show, we'll dive into this scandal that I think is bigger than Watergate, uh, plus more on the cost of living in Colorado. Stay tuned for Dan Kaplis. I'm Leland Conway, 630 How, Denver's talk station. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.